as adults, we sometimes think of playing as wasting time, that we should be doing something more productive. So how much should we let our kids play? Is it better to let them play alone or with other kids? What about organized sports versus the idea of just go outside and play? And how much should parents engage in playing with their kids? Thanks for joining us for the Encompass Parent Talks podcast. I'm Sam Sinanan, Family Services Manager, and we'll be talking with a preschool teacher from Encompass, a nonprofit that partners with families to build healthy foundations for children. First, we caught up with two parents during one of our Encompass toddler groups and asked for their thoughts on the importance of play. Catherine has two boys, ages 12 and 2, and Jean has a one and a half year old daughter. So what do you think your kids learn from playing? I think that my child learns um, a lot about problem solving from playing, especially when she sees other kids do something, then she'll kind of mimic it and learn something whole new new from that, that I can't get her to do. <laughs> and I think um, my child learns a lot of things from playing, such as at this age, sharing, taking turns, just all the important things uh, for social norms, uh, just how to be a two-year-old right now. I think when he's playing by himself, he's becoming more creative and imaginative. He's starting to pretend uh, using, you know, he'll make up a story and just narrate it while he's playing. So that's fun to listen to. Do you think your kids learn language skills? She's only a year and a half, but she definitely learns. Other kids will make noises, and then I notice that she'll start to copy that, and I think that just helps her to be able to, I don't know, form the muscles so that she can start articulating someday. And she definitely likes to point at things, and she doesn't always repeat it, but I feel like she's absorbing whatever we respond to what that item is. So do you think there are benefits to unstructured play where it's just like what we grew up with go outside and play versus structured play like sports toddlers are obviously a bit young for like organized sports but like we're on a playground there's some level of structure to it i would definitely say that i think unstructured play is way more important because kids do learn in a group they learn to make their own rules and what they can all, they learn to agree on something or disagree. And they learn, I was just watching the kids as you asked that question. And they are kind of teaching each other, whether they're using words or just actions, they're mimicking each other and kind of teaching each other. I feel like they learn really well from unstructured play because they don't have to follow these rigid rules, which they're too young to really comprehend right now. I'd agree with that. I also think it teaches them a lot about um, having to be flexible and resiliency because the kids are not going to want to cooperate with each other all the time. And I think every kid has their turn where they have to give or take. And I think that's good too. So do you think it's better for kids to play by themselves or with you as the parent? I think it's always better for kids to play by them. Not always, but usually better for kids to play by themselves. Uh, like I was just saying, it's the ultimate parent guilt when you let your kids just play on their own. You think you should be involved um, and you think you should be interacting with them, but it can sometimes be detrimental to their play because you find yourself telling them, oh, this is how we play with these type of toys. Let's make these rules for this game when really they're taking a carrot and using it as a telephone or they're, you know, using a teeter-totter as a balance beam and they're, you know, being creative and they're, there's no set rules for toys and we parents forget that sometimes and just letting kids 
you know, be on their own to play is really fun to watch. I agree with all of that. Sometimes while we're trying to teach them, sometimes we put some limitations on them that we just do because we've all grown up and we know that a carrot is for eating or, you know, teeter-totters for kids to sit on either side. So I think sometimes we can end up limiting them accidentally. And uh, also they need to figure things out. They need to learn how to problem solve and how to handle situations that we're not always going to be there with them to be able to help them through everything that they go through. And if they don't learn how to problem solve when we're, you know, five feet away, how are they going to do it when we're not even in the same building? We'll now hear from Nikki Slot, a toddler group facilitator and preschool teacher with Encompass. Thanks for joining us this morning, Nikki. Hello, how are you today? Excellent. So let's talk about play. As adults, I think we sometimes think of playing as wasting time, that we should be doing something more productive, like learning a new skill or practicing a new skill that we've recently learned. So why is playing so important in early childhood development? Play is learning. Uh, play is the basis of all learning. We learn unconditionally. We learn through osmosis. We learn through just observation. So as kids get older and gain experiences with all sorts of things, naturally how they play will change. So can you talk about different ages and stages of play and what skills kids are learning? You know, as infants, building relationships, playing with your baby, finger play, puppetry, peekaboo, you're teaching a baby object permanency. So mama will go away, but then she'll come back. That helps build gross motor skills, strengthening baby tracking, a visual tracking. That's just a small example. As, as they get older, an 18 month will parallel play and they will learn how to play independently. Hopefully will play independently and build those skills. But as they're a, a two-year-old or a three-year-old, they'll be starting to socialize with their peers. So a three-year-old will be learning the importance of playing together in an environment of sharing, problem solving and learning cause of effect learning how to play with others uh, through compromise, conflict resolution. They'll develop fine motor and gross motor skills. They're nurturing their creativity and imagination. They're discovering their independent and uh, their positive self-esteem. They're learning their regulation skills. They're learning uh, their body awareness. They're learning about their executive functioning skills. They're developing their um, social skills. A seven-year-old will definitely be playing with their peers and brothers, sisters, et cetera, et cetera. And I think they learn how to follow rules, how to resolve conflicts because, yeah. gosh, what elementary age kid doesn't have conflict when they're playing with their friends? Well, what 60-year-old doesn't, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, well, I mean, and yeah, they're, they're definitely learning all those skills. So we have sports. So structured activities for young kids and probably more unstructured play where they're just, as I was told as a little kid, go outside and play. So can you give us an example of each? So an, uh, some kind of unstructured play and an example of structured play and how are they both important to a child's development? 
Well, unstructured play, obviously, as you said, you know, go outside and play there. You know, it's just this world of imagination, you know, even inside play of unstructured play, just letting a child just have a box and just, you know, going, going and using a box, figuring out what to do with a box, um, being bored and just making something out of a box. Here's some tape, here's some markers. It's, it expands the imagination. That's why in our preschool, we don't have colouring pages. We actually have just blank pieces of paper in our classrooms because it actually stems the imagination of children. So we just have blank paper in our classroom and we just say, hey, there's a piece of paper, colour in. You know, we don't have toys in our classroom that have bells and whistles and you know all the latest gadgets we we don't allow electronics in our classrooms in our playground we have things where you have to use your imagination you know we just we allow the kids to go outside for an hour 45 minutes just go outside and play and people parents might say well that's just wasting time and we say that's unstructured play we have to allow them 45 minutes to an hour, an hour and a half of unstructured play to develop their brain, to expand their brain. We also have structured time so that we can guide them. So we can allow them to listen. So we can allow them to understand the importance of hey, at some point you have to sit down and you have to follow instructions. You have to learn how to listen to an adult. You have to learn how to manage your time. You have to learn those skills. So there is some importance to both. And then, you know, but you want to do it in a fun way. You want to do it in a way that's not going to, I'm frustrated. I don't want to listen. You don't want to, I know myself as an adult, when I'm in a meeting or something like that, I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to have an, well, not that I don't want to have an adult tell me what to do. Sometimes I have to have an adult tell me what to do, <laughs> but I want to be, I want it to be pleasant. I don't want, especially kids, they don't want, you know, they're going to, as they get older, they're going to be told what to do over and over and over again so we want learning to be fun so they will enjoy it so they will take it in they will want to come back tomorrow so they will want to sit down and learn so when my kids were toddlers I remember sometimes seeing them playing uh, either together or alone Mm -hmm. just just kind of playing. And I sometimes felt guilty and thinking like, well, should I go play with them? Is this a time that I should be joining them in playing to have a bond with them to just to play with them? What tips do you have for parents about letting, how much should they play with their kids and how much should they let the kids just play alone? Yeah, that's a hard one because you want it to be kid-centric. You want kids to be playing. You I feel that sometimes there's a lot of conflicting information out there because um, when you see a child on the floor and they're so involved in their work, work being the operative word, play, when you see a child involved in their play, you don't really want to interrupt that because they're learning so much. Like I said, you know, they're learning all these skills. 
they're in, enriching their receptive and expressive language, they're discovering their independence and positive self-esteem, they're, you know, they're nurturing creative side, their imagination, all this stuff, right? And so that's just through play. And then you come along and interrupt that, and then that's that cycle is broken. And okay, fine, you're now having a great moment with your kid, but you've just broken that cycle. You're also now directing their play. And you're like, oh, okay, well, now this little being that was beaming and having fun is now not doing that. They're not beaming. They're not having fun. They're not laughing. And now I'm just this vessel that's just sitting here and they're just walking off and it's like oh well why aren't they having fun why aren't why are they not smiling like they were a second ago it's because you interrupted their play if they're inviting you in that's fantastic they want to involve you you know but you also have to stop and take a second even if they have invited you in you have to not take over their play so it's a really fine balance because if you take over their play, what you're telling them is you can do it. You can stir the pot. You can, you know, if you're using real life items, which is what you should be doing, you know, sort of not using those plastic bubbly noisemaker type things. But, you know, you're, you're telling your child that you can you know, you're the one that can do these things. You're the one that can put the last puzzle piece in. You're the one that can color the picture in perfectly. You're not showing that they can do that. So, you know, you have to be really careful not to take over their play. By all means, spend time with them and by all means, you know, hang out with them. But you have to be really careful not to take over their play. And so it's a really fine balance try not to really be that parent that interrupts and it, it's so difficult it really is because you do you, you you know you love them and you have kids for a reason and you do want to spend time with them but um you know it really is about just stepping back and and really really understanding that play is their job play is their way of learning play is them responding to the world and learning that they will earn their place in the world through their environment through you modeling okay so if you want to spend time with them make a cake with them you know what I mean like stand at the sink together and wash the dishes and you know model behaviors and and wash the dishes together let them play and you wash the dishes together you know model things that you wanted them to do eventually but let them play I, I don't know if that makes sense that makes total sense and what I'm hearing all along here is that play is complicated it is yeah yeah I mean play can be taking your shoes off and running on the grass you and them running on the grass together with bare feet and laughing and lying on the grass together and looking at the clouds and connecting that way that's play it can be simple as that walking down the street and looking at the ants and you know connect that way but when they're in the midst of their play and when you walk in and see them building a tower if they've connected with you and say hey look mama look what I did you're going to admire that 
you're going to say, oh, that's really awesome. You've worked really hard on that tower and then walk away. You know, don't get on the floor and say, oh, now let's go to the next step and build a, a fort because then you've just proven to them that you can build an extra big fort. You just, you just admire the tower from afar. If they invite you in and say, do you want to help me? Yeah, sure. But then again, don't go extra. You sort of keep it simple. Right. So, but yeah, but then get in, get in the kitchen sink and do the dishes together or again, walk, run through the grass and, and your bare feet together. You sort of, that's where your role is, you know, though that kind of play together or throw a ball together where you're, you're, you want to be equal in that respect, but you know, the, it, it's, it is complicated. It is, it is yeah. simple and complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's complex. <laughs> Yeah, it is very complex. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nikki, so much for joining us today. Wonderful tips. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. That wraps up our conversations on how play impacts childhood development. We heard from two mothers about their thoughts and experiences, and we got some great tips from an early childhood educator on the benefits and skills children gain through play. For additional resources and to subscribe to the Encompass Parent Talks podcast, please visit www.encompassnw.org. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about, or if you'd like to participate in an episode, send us an email to info at encompassnw.org.